Who knows what Jay-Z, J.K. Rowling, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey all have in common? Okay, I will tell you then. They have all overcome failure in one shape or form to go on to gain success in their respective careers. Welcome to My Perfect Failure. Join us as we delve into the world of our perfect failures. We will interview, explore, and discuss how our perfect failures can lead us to success. Join us and tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another fantastic episode of My Perfect Failure. Today, we have another fantastic guest. She's a voice coach, professional speaker, and best-selling author. She's also a TEDx speaker. To date, she has helped businesses, professionals, and professional speakers from 46 countries, from across five different continents. I'm sure that works out at about nearly 50 different individual countries with their voice to speak with impact and conviction. She inspires people to embrace change and take action. She has also appeared in the USA Discover Your Talent show, the Singapore radio program 938 Live four times, Hong Kong Radio 3 and Malaysia business radio station BFM as a guest speaker on the subject of voice. She's a regular guest on podcast shows around the world. She has spoken to more than 20,000 audience members across industries from the world's top MNCs and K&L Gates, Washington, D.C., Stanford University, Sophia University, Mercer, Google, HSBC, Procter & Gamble, to government bodies such as the British High Commission, Singapore, Immigration and Checkout Points, Authorities, and the Singapore Air Force, etc. So the list goes on. I could go on, but we've got to get this episode in, which I'm sure everybody will be keen to listen to. So without further ado, a warm welcome to my perfect failure to Cynthia Jai. Welcome, Cynthia. How are you? Hi, Paul. I am feeling very well. Thank you. Wonderful. I'm happy to be on the show. Well, esteemed to have you. That's a lot. You, you've uh, You've accomplished a lot to date so congratulations on that thank you what's more important is that to have more people feel more powerful when they speak yes yes i'm I'm interested in that because i I guess some of that will potentially come out in this show but voice you know everybody has a voice you know we potentially take it for granted because we don't know the skills around it and how we can use it to our advantage obviously that's something that you do in in many in many guises you know public speaking is something that people including myself have you know anxiety issues with and the skill sets that you provide people with can help us get over that mm-hmm. okay so cynthia i know a little bit about you and i've yes. given the listeners a little bit of insight but maybe you can give add in a few blanks that i've missed out okay sure So, hi everyone, I am Cynthia, and I help people, probably including our listener, uh, to develop a powerful voice so that whenever they speak, whoever they are speaking with, and wherever they are speaking, be it in meetings, in presentations, in conferences, so that they can be heard, they can be seen as the authority 
when they speak. So that's um, what I do. And uh, I've been doing that for 10 and a half years. And I see that as my mission, as my responsibility, and to help more people get heard and uh, get seen as the expert. Yeah. I can imagine people get tremendous confidence when they realize that actually they can have presence, they can deliver, and they can be heard and listened to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So this episode is called How to Make the Impossible Possible. So, you know, we're talking about where you are now, but obviously there's a backdrop to you get into this point. You're an entrepreneur, and which is notoriously a, a choppy and challenging area for for any entrepreneur because it's, it's riddled with ups and downs but you weren't always an entrepreneur so what what led you to want to become an entrepreneur sure um <laughs> quite a few things <laughs> i think i think when i was young i had never thought about being an entrepreneur because i thought i was not born as an entrepreneur um so i started the corporate world um my last job was doing in-house training where we train our employees to become uh, in, in their communication and leadership skills. Um, in my work, I realized that I could have more potential. I could have more autonomy in my work. And that actually uh, gave me the idea of perhaps I can start something on my own. And then also because of the people I met. So at the time, I was involved with Toastmasters. I'm sure that you've heard of Toastmasters, right? Yeah. And and, uh, so in Toastmasters, there are a lot of people. They are trainers. They are coaches. And when I saw what they're doing, I was thinking, oh, I could do that as well. And uh, so that gave me some idea to start a business on my own. Okay. And when I started my business, which actually made sense because there's a saying saying that uh, you can become a different person five years from now because of two things. One thing is the books you read. The other thing is the people you've met. So the people I've met along the way gave me so much inspiration, so much ideas and so much possibilities. That was almost like your prep. You may may have not realized that at the time, but all those interactions were kind of like a preparation for you to branch off on your own. Yes. You had all these encounters that built up to you to make this decision, but ultimately you've got to make the decision. How how did you, you know, how did you go about that? You know, was there procrastination, or did you really get to the point where you were excited to delve into the next stage of your career? There, there was a a lot of um, fear. Yeah. <laughs> so it took me um, at least almost a year to finally decide. Okay, now is the time. Uh, so before that decision point, I was so terrified. Yeah. And whenever I thought about, oh my God, I'm going to go out and start on my own, I could feel that there's a knot in my stomach. Yeah. It was um, ter- terrifying, but what me- what pushed me to that point was when I started to see more and more people doing that, and I thought, okay, if I don't start, it will be too late. Yeah. And also, some of the people they are doing, I saw that I could do better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, 
what pushed me to uh, finally walk out of the corporate world and started on my own. Okay. So when that was happening, were you surrounding yourself with entrepreneurs? Were you doing a bit more networking to, to sort of to give you that push and that confidence, but also to surround yourself with like-minded people that maybe had trodden the boards that you're about to tread? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was, um, before I came out of the corporate world, I was attending a self-improvement workshop. Okay. And from that workshop, I got to know uh, a few people from that workshop. And uh, we became friends. And some of them, they were starting their own business, which gave me some inspiration and motivation. Uh, there are also um, one friend, a lady, uh, whom she she was a freelancer. So even though it's not a full definition of entrepreneur, but I was uh, spending some time talk, talking with her to get some ideas, some inspiration from her. And the conversation with her helped me a lot. So she was sharing with me how she started, what are the what the challenges she was facing when she started. Yeah. So then then I realized, oh, I was not alone. Yeah. So that helped, <laughs> that helped me a lot. Yeah, because I can imagine for entrepreneurs, it can be quite lonely because it's your vision, your idea. Sometimes very often when, you know, you were hatching ideas and ways to, you know, that we're going to become the best at whatever our idea is, we're alone. So, you know, sometimes yeah. our, our thoughts don't always support us because, you know, we, you know, we're positive. Obviously we have the idea, but we need that stability of, confidence and positivity to sort of to push us in the right direction and mm-hmm. and sort of lose the negative thoughts if that makes sense yes okay so when you started out you had no clients mm-hmm. so you started with zero clients mm-hmm. how did you go about prospecting and finding clients okay so before i started um i actually had one client Oh, right. Okay. Yes. And uh, with that one client, I saw possibility. I saw hope. I thought, okay, looks like that I could I could get client. Yeah. And then I was very excited and then came out. And when that client, which was a training project. So when that training project was finished, then I realized, oh, my God, I don't I don't have any client in the pipeline. Yeah. And uh so I started to uh, go to different networking events. And I also I started to set up my website, uh, set up all these um, changes on social media as well, like LinkedIn. Okay. So I, because of that, so I started to get clients uh, from networking events. And also there was even one very surprising from LinkedIn. Okay. So what was that? So, so... That was 10 years ago. You know, there was... Ten years ago, yeah. I got a client from LinkedIn. Wow. So it that was, was in the early days of LinkedIn. Yes. Okay. So, so people always talk about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. So, what was sort of the uncomfortable? Because obviously, voice coaching and that that area, you're comfortable with that. That's that's in your DNA. That's what you, you know, that's what you love. But what were the mm-hmm. uncomfortable things that you had to <clears throat> embrace and? think you know what in order to make this work i need to get on top of this were there were there yeah 
Okay, maybe There's, you can expand on that. Yeah, they are so much. <laughs> One was to be comfortable being visible. Okay. Because in order to become a successful entrepreneur, we have to be visible. We have、yeah. to be out there and let people see us. Yeah. So that was、um, one of the things that I need to get comfortable with. And、uh, the other one is、uh, to be comfortable with rejection. So being an entrepreneur, we are facing a lot of rejections,、yeah. especially if we want to get clients. You will have. In the beginning, especially, you will have probably not even fifty-fifty percent successful success and failure rate, but also maybe even let's say seventy percent failure rate. So we have to be very comfortable with getting rejected all the time. So I think that was the other thing I was working on. So I wouldn't say that is one hundred percent today, but at least I am comfortable with being rejected right yeah. now. Yeah. Probably ninety percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we know that's part of the curve, and you know, if people have had a successful corporate career, or just、mm-hmm. a corporate career where there's a level of security, there's you don't get rejection all the time because there's a there's a buffer system in place. So that's would you say that's quite a crucial element for any entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs, current entrepreneurs listening that failure is part of the game. Yes. Yes. Okay, and and just going back to sort of what you do, your voice coach. I I was listening to some stuff earlier, and you you're a singer. You're a singer. Was that one of the reasons that you have this interest in voice? Um, that was um probably part of the interest. So I、yeah. was always looking for different ways to work on my own voice. Okay. Uh, but I never, I had never thought about this could become a career. Yeah. Until that. Because along the way, I was always developing my own voice,、uh, including getting myself heard. And、uh, what actually gave me the final push to say that okay, this is something that can become a career,、yeah. was when I was asked by many people. They were saying, "Oh, how do I develop my voice?"、Uh, because my voice, as a as a woman, my voice is in the deeper pitch.、Mm. So a lot of people, both men and women. They were asking me. They said, "How do I develop a deep voice?" <laughs> yeah. So I thought, "Oh, okay. It looks like that. This is something people are looking for." So then I decided to、um, make it a career. Yeah. So, so, so I always I always tell other new entrepreneurs as well, which is that listen to your customers. Yeah. They are telling you what is the next for you. Okay, that's interesting. So,、mm. when people's voices, what are what are people looking to do? What areas do they feel that it's not supporting them, and and where do you plug、uh-huh. those gaps? Yes. So there are quite a few things. One is that、um, when they are nervous,、okay. for example, a lot of people when they give presentations, when they are nervous, their voice will be trembling,、mm. or their pace will go fast, their pitch will go high. Yeah, okay. So that's one of the things that they needed help with, which is to sound confident and calm even if they're nervous. Wow! And that, the other one,、uh, yes. Well, that sounds amazing. Carry on, sorry. <laughs> the other one is that 
when they are speaking in the room, even if it's in a meeting room of 10 people, they are having a very soft voice. So when they speak, people always ask them to repeat. Yeah. So speaking with a soft voice, that's another uh, problem. There are also the other extreme because most people think, oh, when they develop a voice, it must be for those who have a soft voice. Yeah. It is not because I do have clients who speak too loud. <laughs> so they need to tone down to develop a voice to be to be heard with the right amount of volume without shouting, without yeah. going loud. So that's uh, the other end of the spectrum. It's such a it, I'm interested in the subject just because, you know, from personal experience, but also from talking to friends and and you know colleagues that I've worked with now or in or previously, mm-hmm. you know, doing a presentation to you know it can be internally or to clients or to, or public speaking. There's you know mm-hmm. that that causes sleepless nights. Yes. So for someone like you that can eradicate that and take people through steps so that they can deliver and have comp and, and and enjoy i guess and have confidence that sounds amazing mm-hmm. yeah and okay. when they were able to work on their voice and make the change yeah so i could see that they were glowing so some of my clients, I was telling them, I said, they, they asked me, they said, what did you see the change in me? I said, you're glowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. And just 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 out of interest, how long would it take for someone to get from, you know, mm. not being confident at this yes. to being able to yes. talk with confidence and, and, and fill in some of the gaps that they have? Sure. So it depends on different individuals. Yeah. Uh, the minimum, the minimum in my clients, they took six months. Okay. I, I also had clients who took about 10 to 12 months. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I guess it depends on the individual workload and commitment levels and that sort of thing. Yes. And also, um, the way that our mind, our body works. Uh, so in the process of working with clients, I realized, for example, there are people who are not very body focused. They are not in touch with how their body works, how their body is feeling. So if that's the case, they will take longer time. Wow, that's interesting. So, yes. so our body alignment and shape plays a role in how in, in our vo- with our voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, that's interesting. Didn't know that. Uh, yes. Paul, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to yeah. learn. Okay. So I always tell my clients that voice is body work. It is physical. And uh, so most of the times I would be joking with them. I said, let's get physical. <laughs> that's, in- that's interesting. So, because yeah. most, I'm sure I didn't know that until, I know people talk about posture and whatnot. And sometimes, you know, I've done, you know, sales calls, people say stand up or just for projection, that type of thing. But you don't attach so much. But I guess without the knowledge, you don't attach so much to the discipline of your voice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So j- just getting back to your pivot to becoming an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you know, you had a you had a nice job, a nice existence, and then you decided you wanted to become an entrepreneur. What were your family saying, and your and your friends, because you were going into becoming an entrepreneur? Were they supportive? Did they understand it? Um. So my parents, they didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> they they always wanted me to have a stable job, and uh, when I was young, my dad wanted me to become either a doctor or a professor. Yeah. Because he said these are the two most stable professions. Yeah. And、uh, when I wanted to become an entrepreneur, they were not really for it. Yeah. They were against it.、Um, but I was telling them, I said, this is what I want to do, and、uh, let me see if it will work. Yeah. And、uh, if it works, then just let me be. If it doesn't work, then I would go and look for a job. And it worked. So yes, so fantastic, and they must be incredibly proud when they see all the stuff that you've done. Yeah, because now they 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 never say that. Okay, go look for a job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also what's really cool about what you're doing, you're helping so many people. So it's not you know you've got a job where you get I guess tremendous satisfaction, but also you help people elevate their careers and their confidence levels. Yes, and、uh, even for some clients, like for example, early in February, I finished working with another client. So when he came to me, he was depressed, and、uh, he was very worried about losing his job、yeah. because he was not heard. He was always ignored. Yeah. And、uh, in our working together, I could see that not only his confidence was growing, but also he was becoming happier. Yeah. So in in the last session,、yeah. I was sharing with him. I said the biggest change I saw in you is that you become happier.、Mm. So that really gave me fulfillment, knowing、yeah. that I am not just changing people's voice, but also changing their lives. Which is incredible. Which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that that impact, which is、um, amazing. So there, there's almost a little bit of doctor element going on there anyway, because you're affecting people's. Vibes in such a positive way, which is which is great, and and also now, your I read out in your sort of bio at the beginning that you've spoken、mm. in five continents、yes. and countless countries. Did you realise when you started out that you'd be doing that? No, <laughs> definitely not. That's incredible. So, yeah. Um, so I think it was really to to do to do my work well, yeah, and also to to be open for all kinds of opportunities, and when opportunities come, just grab them, and、uh, I know that I will be ready in the process. Yeah, yeah. So th- this program is about, or or podcast is about. Failures and how people navigate beyond them, and and actually that we all can. So,、mm-hmm. what were some of the failures that you encountered in those early days, and that you had to, you know, you know, stiffen up to to get over? Sure. So the very first thing was、um, just now I was sharing that I had one client before I came out of the、yeah. corporate world. And then after that one client, I realized, oh my God, I don't have any other clients. 
And then uh, my sister, my elder sister, she was sh- I was sharing with her all my frustrations, all my fears. And then she said to me, she said, oh, <laughs> remember the saying, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. Okay. So at the moment, it was a big revelation for me because I realized I was only came coming out of the corporate world excited because I had one client, but I never had a plan on what to do, how to get clients in the long run. So I think the very first failure was that I didn't plan. And then only to realize half a year later, if I don't plan, I plan to fail. So that was the very, very first failure. Yeah. And and then at that point, did you start your business development purge to get more clients? Yes. So then I started to plan, plan, for example, uh, for one month, how many networking events that I was going to, I was uh, tirelessly going to different events. Yeah. Wow. And this this obviously made you stronger and your business stronger. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, because also the other thing is when we are entrepreneurs, especially if you are like me, almost a solopreneur. So I have uh, yeah. part-timers. Uh, a solopreneur, it's almost like you are on your own. So yeah. you have to you have to plan. You have to have a long-term plan to have also the action plans on how you are going to carry out the plan. So that's um, very important. Yeah. So for solo entrepreneurs that are listening that, you know, will definitely identify, identify with you as long as, as, mm-hmm. as well as other entrepreneurs, you know, what do you plan? Is your, is your, is yours a, a yearly plan in terms of your cycle? What does that look like? Yes. So it is, um, a yearly plan. And then in the plan, for example, uh, how, if what, first of all, it's a yearly plan, and then after that, I would break them down into quarterly plan. Okay. And then for every every quarter, there will be an objective. There will be one focus, a focus on probably one project. One, for example, if I'm doing an online program, online group program, then I'm going to plan, for example, uh, which are the two quarters that I will be doing this group program, and then for in order to do that program, when is it that I'm going to um, market this program? So let's say if I'm going to do a program in April, then I will start to market in early March. So I will be carrying out and do all these marketing plans, do all these uh, write-ups for promotional material. So that's uh, how I usually do these plans. And of course, that Online group program is only one of the things I do. There are also one-to-one coaching. There are also speaking engagement, training workshops. So all these things yeah. I do, there needs to be a plan on how am I going to carry out, what is the result I'm going to get. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I imagine, because that's a lot that you've just said there, and I'm sure there's potentially more as well. So mm-hmm. your time, are you? do you have to be quite disciplined with your time and your calendar so you – can get things in because there's a lot of different variables that go into or pieces that go into the puzzle. Yeah. So when I started, now it's better. (laughs) When I started, I was working uh, seven days a week. Wow. Seven days a week. 
Yeah. That's a lot. And and uh, weekends I used uh, in the beginning. Weekends were for my time to record video lessons. And uh, because at the time I was uh, renting a, an office from my friend. Okay. Oh, I am very grateful for, and uh, he was asking me to use his meeting room, which is a which is perfect for video recording. So I I have to only do the video recording on weekends because weekdays everyone is in the office and it's noisy. So yeah. <laughs> I remember in the uh, early days, every weekends, uh, those were the times that I do video recording. Well, you're you're busy seven days a week. That's a lot. Yeah. So what did you learn about yourself once you um, started out as a solo entrepreneur that you didn't know before? What were there some key things that you learned about yourself? Yeah, there is so much. That's why I agree with the saying. I don't remember who said this in the first place. But uh, the saying is if you want to know what is all what what are all your problems, what all your problems are, go become an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> So I think um, being an entrepreneur, it is really make me grow exponentially. Yeah. And I constantly discover what are the areas that I was not good at or what are the areas that I need to grow. Yeah. Like, for example, be okay with rejection. Yeah. And I realized that was a big problem. And also be um, be okay with it's, uh, it's also that recognize my own value, that be okay with the fact that there will be times that people are rejecting you, but that doesn't depreciate your value. Mm. So, yeah, yeah think, so yeah. many things. Yeah. yeah, I think that's quite key, actually. There's a lot of things that are yeah. key, but I think that one is, because I think if you are rejected, you totally at times can think that our proposition isn't valid. Yeah. Because And also, yeah. And also, most of the times, we started to to question ourselves. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so I like your vantage point there where you say, actually, we should definitely hold on to the value that we bring. Yeah. Okay. So, in terms of where you are today, in terms of your business, is your business today the vision that you had 10 years ago? Yes, and it, really? it has gone. It it has gone much much more beyond what I could have imagined. I never thought about that I could be able to speak in different continents, and uh, yeah, it 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 really has gone much much further than what I could yeah. have imagined. That's exciting, and you know, for people listening, this you know this episode, as I mentioned earlier, is how to make the impossible possible so for people that are listening that have mm -hmm. businesses they might be at the very starting point mm -hmm. of their situation what would your, your advice be to them how they can make the impossible possible for them yeah um i think number one is uh really get clear about what problem you are solving because when you are solving a problem, then what you provide, be it a product or a service, it will be needed. So when you are clear about that, then you know and you will have the confidence, you will have the faith that this will work. Um, 
So faith is very important in being an entrepreneur and also get successful as an entrepreneur. And this faith comes from one is you believe in yourself. Two is that you believe what you provide can solve a problem. So that's what I would suggest to the new entrepreneurs. Okay. Now that's really, really sound advice. And are there merits as well? There's, I think you said earlier about networking and connecting to people that yes i think you gave an example of somebody that had done something before and you know so is it is there merits in aligning yourself to people that have trod on those boards yes so the other thing is that go out and uh, network with different people and uh, because it is from people that you see what is needed how you can help or how you can help each other so go out and network with different people. Okay. And the other one is be prepared to not just fail, but fail over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so we 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 only mentioned one failure I had in the early years, but yeah. there there are much more failures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and that's really I'm glad you said that because. Not because I want you or anybody to fail, but because, you know, it's about getting up off the canvas and, you know, we don't, because there's greatness in all of us if we are prepared to accept that there will be knockbacks upon knockbacks, but we will have the ability to get up, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The resilience. Okay. So you mentioned visibility, one of the areas that you had to overcome becoming more visible how did you do that what was your what was your process to get comfortable with that side of things for you it's um a shift in perspective because when i was not comfortable with being visible i was all thinking about myself oh what what will people say about me yeah how would they how would they see me how would they judge Mm. me I was afraid of all these judgment. But if I was not visible, then those who needed help, they won't be able to know there is something that they can get help from. Because a lot of people would tell me when they found me, they said, oh, I never knew that I could work on my voice. Yeah. So I think it's um to really know that getting visible is not about me. Getting visible is about people who need help know there is such thing that they can get help from yeah yeah now that's a really good perspective because and also yes and also once i get visible for example i will be putting out a lot of um, promotional material and uh, i still have time that i I would once i put that put that out and uh, i will still spend about maybe an hour to just be with myself to be okay, to reground myself, to be okay with, okay, I was just putting out all this material and now let me get some silent time with myself. Yeah. So I still need that time to be with myself. Okay, so there is a balance then. So you so you do have, which is important that we have our own time, right? Yeah, and also to, to process that visibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's, 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 that's so true. And when you look at, you know, the body of work that you've done today in terms of the TEDx talks and all, and talking 
in so many countries if you google you that there are so many different amazing talks that you've done your journey has been huge thank you yeah huge so and you know i've watched the tedx talk you did a couple of times which i've which i've you know found great because i'm interested in voice and how to use that better is something that i definitely don't have Mm-hmm. the attributes that I want today so something I need to work on so I'm glad that I found you yeah so with with that in mind for your um, you know you, you teach clients all over the, the world you teach a lot of CEOs that are looking for leadership mm-hmm. type a type of delivery is that something that is potentially more important now because we're going through this um, C-19 situation the uh, voices are stronger and more decisive for this uh, C-Swiss uh, it's always uh, uh, COVID sorry yeah so for this C-Swiss there is always important for them to develop their voice and also they are the group most of the times they are the group who have realized the importance of voice mm. because they need to speak all the time be it to a team, to a board meeting, or even at any meeting, they realize that they need to have a voice that's authoritative. They need to command attention, command respect. Um, so, yeah, they are, regardless of COVID-19 or not, it's um, something that they have realized important all the time. Okay, yeah. No. Yeah. So it makes it makes sense because obviously everything cascades down from them. Mm-hmm. OK, so if you could give you know, entrepreneurs listening one piece of advice for overcoming growing pains, what would you what would that one piece of advice be? Um, the growing pain is uh, inevitable <laughs> and uh, it is also necessary. Because when I looked back, I realized that all those pains, the growing pains that I had, made me much stronger and uh, made me always discover something new that I could develop from myself. So now that whenever I am experiencing certain growth pain again, I would be okay with it. I know that, ah, let me see this time what is the new area that I need growth yeah. in. So, yeah. yeah, it is um necessary. It is inevitable Yeah, to be okay with it. Yeah, and it's interesting to have that mindset where you understand the dynamic because I think for, for it's quite common yeah. for us to feel growing pains. I think that's an opportunity to stop or to think, well, you know, maybe it's, maybe I've been a bit too ambitious and you, and we can sideline that project because we, we don't want to confront the growing pains, but actually you're saying yeah. let's, let's deal with the growing pains and get to that, get to the next stage. Yeah. And also once you are okay with it, you, you would also know you, you will be anticipating it <laughs> yeah 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 totally totally and so, so you coach uh, and empower students what do you enjoy about that process um 
I enjoy helping people discover more about themselves. Yeah. Because in the process, they will realize, ah, I am very analytical or ah, I am too emotional. Yeah. So just by working on their voices. So that's one. And then also two is I enjoy seeing people grow and seeing the transformation in people. That yeah. make me feel fulfilling, knowing that I am fulfilling my purpose in my life. Yeah, yeah. And what's great about that also is the people that you help and you develop, they go and help <laughs> and develop other people. So there's like this domino yeah. effect. Yes. Yeah. Which is That's amazing. right. And because yeah. you're globally, sorry, because you're global. It's a global domino effect. It doesn't stay within a country or a continent or or within a business. If you teach, you know, a number of people in a business, they were going, to, you know, they're, they're going to deliver that new expertise internally. Also, their clients mm -hmm. will see the fruits of that as well. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So I know that you are in the UK. So I have a few clients in the UK as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, when this is all over. This COVID situation when you're in the UK we'll get to catch up yeah we would meet up <laughs> absolutely absolutely and just for people there will be people listening that you know they might have a business or a team or in or an individual how do they how would they contact you to sort of find out about how potentially you, you know they might be able to hire you what, what does that look mm -hmm. like so there are a few places they can go uh, the best place is my YouTube channel. So there are uh, about over 130 videos, more than wow. that, on my, on my channel. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Re remember that I started recording in my friend's office. <laughs> so That's the evolution. So, yes. And uh, right now we are going to be uh, very, I think it's 39.2K subscribers. Um, wow, I'm sure that it will hit 40k very soon. Wow. So that's the best place. Uh, each video is talking about some techniques, some mindset shift. Uh, so that's the best place. They can just go to YouTube and search Cynthia Voice Coach. They will be able to find me. Okay. Well, I'll and put from, it in the show notes as well. Sure. And then uh, from my YouTube channel, they can also see my website. So on my channel page, there's a link they can click to my website, which is um, powerfulexecutivevoice.com. Fabulous, fabulous. So all that I will put clearly in the show notes as well. So sure. if you are listening, guys, you'll be able to see all those links in the show notes so you can digest all that wonderful content, even contact, even contact Cynthia. So Cynthia, if you could invite three inspirational people for dinner who would you invite um i was doing a meditation uh, last month it was a guided meditation about inviting three different uh three different mentors in that meditation so i chose um louise hay louise hay who is the pioneer in self-improvement uh, so Louise Hay was one. The other one is Malala, who was so brave to speak up. Um, the third one, 
I couldn't remember the third one, but in that meditation, there is someone who insisted to go <laughs> to come into the meditation, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that person who insisted to come into my so-called my my board was uh, Gandhi. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's a good call. Yeah. So now that I don't remember the third person, but I remember Gandhi. So I think,、um, yeah, at least these three people, it will be great. They will give me、um, the vision. They will、yeah. also give me the courage to keep speaking up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and Gandhi, that's 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 not a bad replacement.、Uh, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure whoever whoever the person was that. Escapes you. I'm sure they'd be happy with Gandhi as their replacement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so finally, what's next for you? What, what you know? What's the next situation that you want to sort of conquer or achieve? You know, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I think、um, now that I was able to speak in five continents, I would love to speak in different, in more countries. Yeah. To spread message to more countries and、uh, improve,、uh, inspire more people to not only just speak up, but also to speak up for a cause that will make our human lives better. Yeah. This is、uh, not something that's、um, that was born in the past. It was in my work. It was、uh, developed. The more work I do, the more I realize that we all have the power. To better the human life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really interesting. And also, I guess that there are so many different groups out there as well that you know, charities, groups that want to be that have a story to tell. Yes. And you know, I'm I'm just thinking about how those guys would benefit from an alignment with you. One interaction、yeah. with you, so that they can project、mm-hmm. and be be more powerfully heard. Yeah. So you see, that's why I think Gandhi insisted to come to my board <laughs> because <laughs> because I wanted to make change on a bigger scale. Yeah. And then in the meditation, in the beginning, I was thinking, why why did you come? I、yeah. didn't invite you. <laughs> <laughs> But then he insisted. So as the the meditation continued, then I realized, ah, that's why you came without invitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was divine intervention. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that divine intervention. So, so Cynthia, this has been amazing. I've learned so much. I was really keen to speak to you and and to have this discussion because of what you you know what you do and you know I. I think is so important, and I'm not surprised that you've had the success that you've had because of you. And also, I think it's a, an area that all of us, regardless、mm-hmm. of what we do for a living and what our background is, I think we need, you know, development in this area. Yes. So yeah, so I I look forward to hearing about your next steps and and what's going on for you. So thank you so much for、sure. being a guest today. Thank you very much for having me. No, thank you. It's been it's been fantastic, and thank you everybody for tuning in to My Perfect Failure. You can catch me at www.myperfectfailure.com.
I'm on Twitter, which is failure underscore perfect, and Insta is Pads MPF. And please do leave a review. That's always very helpful and welcome. And please look out for the next episodes of My Perfect Failure coming up very soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to My Perfect Failure podcast. Be sure to visit www.myperfectfailure.com to join the conversation. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Look out for our next episode.